Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl, Rachel Rill, coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is a podcast where I give support and validation to individuals who have found themselves in a narcissistic relationship, or perhaps you've had an encounter with a narcissist on the job, or in your home, or in a friendship. It can be any situation, you know, there's no one particular way because narcissism is a personality type, and unfortunately, it's a jerkish personality type, manipulative, abusive, emotional abusive, and more, you know, so over here on this podcast, I give support to those individuals, you know, and I was once her, and You know, there's so many people. I will continue to be her because we all will continue in this life. We will have an encounter with a person who has a narcissistic personality. So my podcast is about giving you different clues and tips so that you can be aware, so that you can raise your discernment and understand exactly what you're dealing with and not miss the red flags. Or once you do see them, you can identify them and move accordingly. So... Yeah, guys, I have a very informal podcast. You know, I don't get into all of the editing and all of that kind of stuff because to me, it's very important that I feel I bring you the information that um, when it comes to me, you know, I bring it to you so that you can understand and you can be helped just like I was helped. And if I had to wait for someone to have it perfect, I would have missed out on the opportunity of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, finally getting there, you know, and getting out of my situation that I was in when I was dealing with a narcissist, as well as being able to handle it in the workplace when I had another encounter, because I then understood exactly what I was dealing with, you know? So there you have it for my long intro. Um, happy Sunday. I hope you guys are having an amazing Sunday so far. Um, make sure you keep it good, you know, make sure you keep it amazing. Don't let anyone get under your skin. Don't give up your power like that. Protect your peace, protect your character, you know, and that's what I want to talk about today. Um, Not losing yourself, not losing who you are. And if you, if you are, if you have lost who you are, find it. Who are you? You know, who are you in your situation? Because very often when people are in relationships or even in the workplace, you know, you can sometimes really lose who you are and or never knew who you were, who you, who you are actually are, you know? So that's what I want to talk about today. Today is a sit and talk. I'm not walking and talking. Um, like I said, I've been on vacation for a while and I'm back dropping more episodes. Um, in season three, I closed out season two. And this season is more about healing. It's more about taking your power back. It's about accountability, um, self-awareness. Um, I'm more, I'm, I'm very hopeful and optimistic that more people are going to start really understanding what this spirit of narcissism is and how to identify it and stop trying to fight it, you know, stop trying to cling on to it just because other people will put in your mind, you know, stay, fight through it, especially if it's a marriage, stay, fight through it for better or for worse. Stay in that toxic marriage until death do you part. And I, it is my belief that God, that's not God's God's intent. Yes, God hates divorce, but God does have laws, you know, for a marriage. 
And if you're not married, why are you there in the first place? You know, and if you are married there, God does not intend for you to take emotional abuse and be treated terribly to the point of you're in the hospital, you know, it's detrimental to your health and you can't function because without you, who can you help, you know? And sometimes, or not sometimes, very, well, yeah, very often for the most part, I found it where those people who say they value you, but you don't protect my peace, is that really you value me? Because how do you break down something that you value? How do you just rip it apart and destroy it? So, you know, if you're dealing with a situation like that, you got to open up your eyes, you know, and like I said, this this particular season, I'll be talking more about that because there that's just where I am now. I feel that everything that I've learned from after from leaving my situation um, two and a half years ago, almost three years now, my marriage and doing all of the taking the time to do all of the all of the necessary research and understanding this personality type and the extent that one will go to if you stay in it, it just doesn't get any better. It never will get better, period. I don't care what anybody says. Old people can change, oh, this, oh, that. Absolutely. But guess what? They have to want to change. If they don't want to change, they're not going to change. And as long as they have a codependent there who's taking all of their bull crap, they're not changing. For what? There's no incentive to change because you're accepting what I'm doing. You know, and anybody who will do their own research, which I encourage you to do. Don't just take my word for it. You'll see, you'll see the different things. Like when you, when you take the time to really learn who you are and put that time into yourself, because there is, there's only 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with them? We know part of them, you have to eat, you have to sleep, you have to work. You're, if you're still taking care of kids, you got to take care of the children. You are, if you have your home, you're taking care of your home. And I'm assuming that I'm speaking to all adults. So you have a home you got to take care of. You got to go to work. And like I said, you got to eat, you got to sleep. You got to take care of the kids. You got to make sure that their, their mental health and physical health is good. You may have doctor's appointments. You may have sports. When do you have the time to really worry about somebody else? Because you barely have enough time to worry about you. So why would you put that other person in front of you? Why would you put the narcissist in front of you? The time that is left, use that time to learn who you are. What is it that makes you happy? What is it that you like? We have to stop relying on other people to put a smile on our faces. You are responsible for putting the smile on your face. Can you imagine how volatile that would be to wait on somebody else making you happy and your feelings aren't controlled by your on your own? You got to wait until somebody tells you you're beautiful for you to know that you're beautiful, for you to know that you look good, for you to know that you can accomplish anything that you desire to, to accomplish. Any goals that you set, you can reach. You know, if you can dream it, you can be it. You don't need to wait on nobody to tell you that. And if you are, you got work to do. So add that to your schedule. 
understanding your self-worth. Because like I said in the last episode, when you really truly know it and believe it, it feels very awkward for someone to do something against that. You won't need validation from anybody else because your clarity will be enough. Your discernment, your self-awareness, your self-love, it's going to be enough. So learn who you are. And the question is today, who are you? You know, ask yourself that question. Do I know who I am? Do I know what I like? You know, and I had to do the same. For years, I knew I was the little girl who took care of her sick mom. I was a sister who, and the cousin who used to babysit everybody before I even became an adult. Then when I became an adult, before I had kids, you know, I was still doing the same and helping out. I was the, the, the best auntie. And then when I got married, very young at 20, stayed married for 17 years. He wasn't a narcissist, but then I was a mother to three beautiful bonus kids, then a mother to my beautiful kids. And then, um, you know, the, 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 um, the choreographer at, in dance ministry, I was the leader of different, um, auxiliaries and ministry. Um, like I was the wife, you know, the stepmom the the worker at work the entrepreneur in business like I'm all of the wearing all of these hats everybody's pulling at you but what is it that really makes me happy I didn't learn that until later because a lot of the times in my situation when I remarried at 40 47 estate in that uh situation shift for five years I went into it trying to hold on to the marriage trying to um, work with my spouse because some of the things that I knew I liked, if it conflicted with what he liked, I just didn't do it. If, for instance, he likes to watch these horror movies and satanic looking movies, the exorcist and silence of the lambs, violence and murdering. I didn't like that kind of stuff. And I surely didn't want to go to sleep to it. And I surely didn't want to wake up to it. I like to wake up to tranquility. I like to go to sleep to tranquility uh, or something positive and have positivity around me and things like that. He was a narcissist, the one that I'm referring to. That, those differences, you know, I like, I love to travel. He would rather take hundreds of dollars and just buy a bunch of liquor and make other people laugh by buying their drinks and their food and, or sit on a couch and just watch movies after movies. And, uh, you know, it's just, but I, I engage because again, I'm trying to make it work. I'm thinking, oh, you know, this marriage has to work. So, and even being the stepmom to his uh, son, you know, who I love dearly, um, didn't have a problem with that. But again, these are things that I'm doing. Who am I? You know, so after we divorced, after I left him and divorced him, I began to really focus on myself. Instead of jumping into another relationship, so many people will get out of one relationship and jump into another one. You know, when do you get a chance to learn who you are? Men will do that. They're famous for doing that. I don't understand it, but I've seen it enough to really understand it is a thing where a lot of them don't, they, they ain't trying to be alone ever. Instead of taking that time to really learn who you are, because if you don't know who you are, you enter into another relationship and then you have that same natural spirit of being a people pleaser and you may say no I'm not a people pleaser yeah you are if you're doing everything they want you to do or it becomes an argument why is it an argument 
just because I'm saying what I want to do, you know? So you have to look at things where, are you really compatible? Are your personalities compatible? Because two people can only walk together if they agree. Who's going to be the one to disagree? And the way that a narcissist is, that's like for them to disagree or have a disagreement with you is it's like to them equivalent to what a mouse is to a cat. They want to run. They want to play. They want to chase it. They want to just poke, poke, poke. So when a narcissist has conflict, it fuels their soul. They just love it. They love it. It's almost like they go after people that they know they're going to conflict with. They know it. But because of the, I guess, the rush that it gives them and how it fuels their, that sick soul of theirs, they just go in it. You know, they get into it and they do whatever they can do to get you, you know? So that's why they all, you know, you go through those different stages that you hear everyone talk about, about narcissistic abuse. And that's the, you know, they idolize you, you know, that's the, that's that part where you're like, oh my gosh, they're making you feel like you're everything whatever, whatever. You're the best thing. This is what I've always wanted. This is what I've been looking for. Like it's so over the top that it doesn't even make sense, but you think it does when you're in it because it seems so realistic. And then they do the love bombing by, you know, giving you all of these things, showering you, making you think that they're empathetic by sitting and listening to you. They can't sustain that. So if you're in a situation where it happens and you start to see it disappear It's because they can't stand it. They can't stay in that long. That mask is going to slip. And then once they, it's like if they idolize you and then they're love bombing you, that's the part where they get you to trust them. They get you to trust them. You start telling them all of your inner thoughts and your insecurities and all of your, you know, your, your, your flaws and things like that. That is the very thing that they're going to use in the next step the devaluing they're going to take those things and turn it against you if you told them like in my situation where he knew that I was adopted he turned that around it was like oh you don't know how to be this way because you never had a mother and your mother's not your mother like he totally downplayed the fact that the mother that I was raised by had me since birth and you know to say those things 50 years or whatever later as he did or, you know, late 40s and early 50s as he did when he switched up on me. It's like, thank God I was strong enough. It hurt a little bit because it it was coming from somebody who I thought loved me because of all of the idolizing and the love bombing and things like that, where I felt like he loved me. And that's why I shared certain things, but I was strong enough to not have any guilt. It was more hurtful that he betrayed me. So that was the hurtful part. And the fact that you are intentionally trying to break me intentionally. Thank God I am saved and God had my back. Like, you're not going to break me. You're really showing me who you are. And for me, you ain't got to keep doing those things. I'm observing now. My antennas are up. They're up. Now I got to figure out what I'm doing with this situation. But so many people on the outside looking in They'll persuade you a lot of the times to stay there, especially other Christians. No shame to them, but you really got to stand in your own truth. You got to have your own personal relationship with God because at the end of the day, you're the person who's in it. And if you know what you're dealing with, regardless of the narcissist fooling other people, because he fooled you too initially, 
I got food. So why wouldn't people outside of my home be be fooled? And especially if I co-signed it, if I endorsed it because I was believing the same thing they were believing until I saw it differently, you know, and then you don't want to put your person out there, your husband or whomever out there looking crazy, you know, because it probably is going to make you look crazy too for dealing with it, you know? So while you're trying to figure it out, you know, they're looking at it like, oh, if it's that bad, they will leave. If it's that bad, what they doing with them? Why? You know, it's like one of those things. So it's, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. And for me, what helped me out, obviously, in my word, I stuck to my word. You know, I stayed in my word where I just was looking at different scriptures where, you know, the Bible says that God will not put no more on us than we can bear. Like, I know the passages. I may not know the actual uh, uh, name, you know, whether it's Isaiah, whether it's Jeremiah, whether it's Titus or Psalms or Proverbs. Some of them I do. I can quote, um, but I don't care about that. I don't care about quoting scriptures. I know what I've read. I know what's there. And that's what I stand on. I know that Isaiah 54, 17 says that um, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And any tongue that comes against me in judgment, I shall condemn because God gave me the power to be able to do so because I'm one of his servants and one of his followers. And that's the inheritance of the Lord. So when you stand on certain things like that and, you know, you're going to have that demonic spirit coming at you because of spiritual warfare. You can't see it. That's what spirits are. You don't see them. But you know that energy. You know the energy. And if it's not positive and it's negative and hateful and things like that, what other energy is there? Is it? What other energy is it? So I like to keep it 100. Like I'm not playing. You have to be able to really identify what you're dealing with. Don't sugarcoat it. Call it like it is. When someone's mistreating you, and you have the facts to show that they are, act accordingly. You know, you have that conversation and you be clear about what you're standing on, not speculation, not projection, come with factual information. And that's on both sides. I'm just not, it goes back to, again, when you know who you are, I don't know about anybody else, but for me, I don't have that argument, that argumentative spirit anymore. I'm not going back and forth with you. And when you're in a narcissistic relationship or marriage, even in the workplace, they want to get a rise out of you and they will do whatever they feel they need to, even hitting below the belt to get a rise out of you. And that rise has, it's called caused people. It has cost people their life. It has cost people their freedom. It ain't worth it. Why am I going to lose my freedom or my life to someone who hates me? That makes no sense. And you can't say that they love you. I don't care what they tell you. You can't say that they love you because love is an action word. What are you doing that shows me that? You're saying it, but I feel like you hate me. You betray me. You lie on me. You triangulate me. You can, you smear my name. You go on a smearing campaign with my, with my character and my name. You stab me in the back. You don't support me. You don't protect me. You don't protect my peace. You don't do anything, but you're saying you love me. Stop playing. Stop listening to words that people just say. Watch their actions. You know? So that's my rant for today. I really want you guys to really stand in your truth. Know who you are. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. Know who you are. And if you don't know, learn. Ask yourself, 
What makes me happy? What do I like to do? And if you can't say that because you don't know, you got work to do. You got work to do because you should know what makes you happy. You should know what your goals are. Because if not, that means that you're giving that energy to someone else when it should go to you first. Be, be just be cognizant of who you are, know who you are, know what you like, know what you don't like. That way you can set boundaries, you know, raise your discernment. And when you're confident in your truth and you've dealt with your insecurities that nobody can shame you for them or break you down, you know, you're building up that defense that you need to have, you know, just putting on the whole armor of God and trusting that you're going to be okay. And it can't get any worse if you're in a situation like that. If it is in the workplace, you might need to get another job. I'm just not into that battling every day, just fighting like the color purple. I've been fighting all my life. Anybody got time for that? No, because there's opportunity for everybody in this life. And God said that I want you to have life and I want you to have it more abundantly. That's word. That's word. So why would I allow somebody to take that, take that away from me. You know, it's not worth it. Stand in your truth, you know, and I'm going to give you the scripture where, um, God says, I want you to have life and have it more abundantly. I don't know about you guys, but I am a Christian. Let's see where it is. Have life and have it more abundantly. That means you don't let that, that day on narcissist don't give in to it. Do not give in to their tricks. It's a setup to tear you down. It is a setup. Let's see. I think it's Romans. Do not conform. Well, Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, that's another scripture. Like when I tell you, you can find any supportive scriptures to get out of that situation that you might be in or know someone who's in. But I can't, I can't, when I say know someone who's in it, it's, that's a, that's a tricky statement for me because no one can tell somebody else what to do. You can, you can give them information, but it's crazy when you're in it, no one can tell you. You have to figure it out on your own. This is part of why I do my podcast for real. It's one of the main reasons because I feel like if I can give you information, give you content, you do what you got to do with it. I know that I'm doing my part in this community and that's helping others to raise their discernment, helping others to raise their, uh, you know, awareness, just raising awareness about this personality disorder so people can understand you don't have to deal with that. This is a real thing. You're not crazy. What you're feeling is very real. It's the narcissist who's the crazy one. But if you stay around longer, you will be crazy. If you stay around longer, because that's that's their mission. Their mission is to break you. Their mission is to... Wait a minute, I want you to have... I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to find this... Um, I want you to have life. I wanted to leave you guys with, um, this scripture. Okay. What is this one? This is John 10, 10 says the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Here it is. 
John 10, 10. That's what it is, guys. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Is that not a narcissist? That's why it says it's a demonic spirit. I ain't playing. I came that they may have life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So you see how there's spiritual warfare. God says he wants you to have life and have it more abundantly, you know, and that's John 10, 10. I told you, I know scripture. So don't feel bad if you can't walk around quoting scriptures. You ain't got to. I mean, it, it comes. Don't get me wrong, because there are some that I can quote. However, there's some that I can't. That's a that's a huge book that you can be reading it for the rest of your life as I do. You know, and each time you might get something different from it. So don't be discouraged thinking that the Holy Spirit can't dwell in you just because you can't quote scriptures. Don't let nobody make you think that if that's been a case with you, a situation with you. But my point is, again, the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. I don't know about you, but when I was in that situation, I knew I was in a battle. And God also says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But with spirits, that's another one. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So when you're talking about that, it goes back to that person that your 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 spouse or whoever is the narcissist that you're dealing with. The battle isn't really with them. The battle is is with that um it's with that that demonic spirit that that day one narcissist is that you're dealing with. That's what that is. So, you know, when you when you see that, that's what it is. Ephesians 6, 12, Ephesians 6, 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So when you're talking about that, a narcissist, a lot of them are in high places. They're in the church. They're in your government. They're in there's the CEOs of companies. They're managers. You know, it can be your spouse. It can be, it can be anybody. And I'm not talking gender specific, man or woman. These are things that we live in a daily, we live with on a daily basis. And when you're dealing with someone who has a narcissistic personality, in my mind, in my opinion, it is a demonic force. So that's why I said, go by a person's actions and not just what they're saying. Like what? No. You're doing this and you're saying that. And that's like you got two sides. You know what I mean? That evil, that happy, that mask, mask on, mask off. Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Period. No. So, yes, I don't know about y'all, but I'm just saying. mm -mm. So if you feel like you got to go outside to find validation for, from other people. And when I say I give you validation here, I'm just letting you know that you ain't crazy. That's the validation I'm giving. I'm basically concurring. I'm letting you know, you know what you're feeling. It's real. If you, if you're experiencing any of these things I've talked about in my many episodes, if you're experiencing the things that you can read about that says a person who has a narcissistic personality will do these things. This is a personality type. When you see that, you ain't got to wait for nobody to be diagnosing and all of that. Mm-mm. Call it like it is. You can have a happy person. You can have a narcissistic person. That narcissistic person is going to torture the hell out of you. Period. They're not there for no other reason. I don't care how they make you feel once every three months or once a month or once a year 
or when you get away and they hoover you back in and you have a happy moment and you revert right back to the same BS. Like, really? You really want to be on that roller coaster? I guarantee you that you wouldn't be if you know who you are. If you know who you are, you don't want that. You don't want nobody treating you badly. You don't want no, you don't want to experience that pain unless you have a disorder, unless you have something similar to Stockholm syndrome because you are addicted to the pain and then you really got to get yourself some help. And if that's the case, you probably wouldn't even be listening to this because you wouldn't want somebody to tell you to do something differently. This is for those who want to change, those who want a difference, those who are confused like I once was. Because when you are in it, you are confused. You're confused. Because if you weren't confused, you wouldn't be there. Ask me what I even think about being in a situation like that now. Absolutely not. I know the signs. I put in the work. I know me. I love me. And I love me that much that no one will ever come into my life and steal my joy that God promised me to have. It's not that life is going to be perfect, but it's sure not, it's surely not going to be predicated with me allowing someone else to do something to me, allowing someone else to steal my joy when I can go and be on my own and figure it out and uh, uh, save myself for somebody who is in alignment with my with who I am and can appreciate the love that I have to give to them. Other than that, what are we doing? So listen, I've been talking for almost 30 minutes. I'm going to end this now, guys. You get where I'm coming from. And the, the main point for today is learn who you are. Learn who you are. Love on you. Have self-love. And that's what this season is going to be about. Loving yourself. What does that look like? And just bringing you information and encouragement and inspiration to really push you to that goal, to really take the time in your situation, whether it's work, whether it's in your marriage, really learn who you are and your, your, your friendships or whatever. Learn who you are that way. Learn who you are first. That way you won't allow those demonic spirits to get up in there. You know, you'll be able to say get behind me Satan rebuke it in the name of Jesus stand on your faith stand on your belief know that you are somebody somebody who deserves the best because that's what you're going to produce if you're producing the best expect it back it's about reciprocity expect back what you're willing to give expect what you're willing to do for yourself expect that back and when you love yourself you're going to do the best for yourself And that's what you're going to want in return. It just goes together like that. So peace and blessings to you guys. I hope you have an amazing week. Um, I should be able to drop another episode this week. Um, But until next time, love on yourself. Give yourself a high five. Give yourself a big hug. Love on your babies. Be there for them. Take the time to give to them. Peace and blessings to you. If nobody else has told you that they love you. Rachel Real loves you sincerely. Peace and blessings to you. I am out. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye.